With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's good, ladies and gents? It's who the fuck else? Brian Rails. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Get the drift. Now, Angel Fishes, before I get started, what's up, UK? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, United States of America, Canada? Italy, Japan, for all you crazy folk listening to my show, Lady Lynn is not available tonight. Um, oh, and happy birthday, Jessie Fair. She turns this year's young. Cannot say because you never tell a woman's age. Understand. Now, back to... Back to reality. Okay, um, I'm not going to finish this song, my friend. For those of you interested in Wrestle Radio Network and what we're about, you can find our handles on Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, Train 5000 on Twitter. That's at Train 5000 And also on Facebook, Wrestle Radio Networks forward slash Facebook.com. That's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com for all the videos, highlights, and trips and deets about Wrestle Radio Network. You can follow us for free. You can also go to iTunes episodes and download us for free. And if this is the way I'm going to begin the show, that tells you how WWE rolling. It wasn't terrible. It just, it was, you know, really good at the end. You know, slow Joe getting up and Getting his ass beat by, well, well, authors of pain and stuff songs. But, no, it's improved from a zillion promos. It's just a lot of backstage interviews. <laughs> we kind of went uh, forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards type night. So, it wasn't terrible. It just, I just think it's kind of odd how... Certain matches were structured the way they were. I mean, in a way, it made sense. But then you look at Kevin Owens versus uh, Mojo Raleigh to start off the night in a no DQ match. I mean, it's funny how Mojo Raleigh started talking and then Owens started talking. I lied. There's a lot of promos. So Owens 
basically super kicked Seth Rollins, and he should have just exited out of the ring. You know, instead he just he brought a steel chair, thought it was an equalizer, it didn't help. So you know, post match after Raleigh you know, versus Owens, it was kind of just like oh, well, AOP and Seth Rollins basically beat the fuck out of uh, KO. Cedric Alexander versus Bobby Lashley. Um, no. And I believe there might have been a reason why they went to commercial break when Lana was on the mic. Possibly to fill in time, you know, at the time slot. Lashley ends up beating uh, Cedric Alexander. Took him a bit longer to beat Cedric's ass. Oh, well, you know, it is what it is. Zack Ryder versus McIntyre. Um, I obviously knew that McIntyre was going to win, especially with the Claymore kick. Even though, you know, Ryder's not a slouch, though. That's a, that's a big guy versus big guy match. In the end, you know, Claymore kick. Voila, McIntyre wins. Another snooze fest, as usual. Um, so, Okay. Becky Lynch called out Oscar and said, anytime, anywhere. Alistair Black versus Dion Russell. Okay, we all know Alistair's going to win that one squash. Buddy Murphy versus Joesa. Buddy Murphy, so this is a one-upsmanship night. Okay. Tony Nese versus Ricochet. Ricochet won that one. Charlotte Flair versus Chelsea Green. No idea where Chelsea came from, but okay. So she's from NXT, and she automatically uh, got a shot. Doesn't mean she's there permanently, but she did give Charlotte Flair a fight. Got to give the girl credit for that. Okay, if you want me to go extensively into reviews, dude, let me just explain this as nice as I can. Randy Orton and the Viking Raiders versus the OC. Uh, AJ Styles hits a phenomenal forearm because Randy Orton's leg has been injured, yada, yada, blah, blah. I'm not going to go through the entire match synopsis. Winner, the OC, the only club. Eric Rowan versus Travis Horn, squash match again. Horn tried handing out candy canes. I mean, I got to give him credit. He tried to give it to the animal, whatever's in there. But Eric Rowan seems to be hiding. So Eric Rowan's the winner. Rusev versus No Way Jose. One Machka kick later. One, two, three. So Rusev wins, and he's in a great mood because he's passing off Lana to Ashley. United States title match, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. It's a good back-and-forth match, but, you know, in order to make Seth safe face, you know, AOP and Seth have to pull the whole, I'm the bad guy, I can beat your ass type thing. Making a valid point with Rey Mysterio, you know, they're going up to the stage and like the near the gorilla. And Samoa Joe, the best part of the fucking show. Let me tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. Because Samoa Joe said, I don't get up for anyone. And I'll tell you what, if I get up, it's going to be both your asses. And has Seth Rollins, you know, not paused Samoa Joe's momentum, I guarantee you somebody's they're going to get choked out. They were going to get choked out. It was, it was a great fucking setup. You know, I'm still 
Mojo and his mindset, I'm still a badass, and I don't care about you two assholes who think you are badasses. I loved it. This great interaction between Samoa Joe and Seth and AOP. And I don't know how intensified things are going to get because you've got old NXT, Kevin Owens, AOP, Seth Rollins, la 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 the Rollins show. Let's see, beginning of the show, end of the show. The fans in New York really didn't, you know, we didn't complain. As long as we got some entertainment versus a lot less promos, the whole thing with our truth and uh, Akira Dazawa was pretty funny. Uh, and folks, this is the holiday season, so tis the season for me to feel mixed emotions about WWE Raw. Once again, if you're wondering where Lady Lynn is, she's not feeling all that well. Um, her stomach, you know, we don't need to go into detail. She's not feeling all that well. That's why I told her to take some time, take a breather off air, and uh, we'll just move forward. So what did I like about Monday Night Raw? I liked the fact that there were more matches. However, I didn't like the fact that they literally put guys against, well, people that they'd never faced before. The same goes for the women. Charlotte Flair was taking to a little bit of the limits, you know, versus that one person. Let me see if I can scroll back up to see what her name is. Um, There's another four squash match night, which is hard for people to stay fucking awake to. And, okay, so before Randy, okay. Charlotte, what, Chelsea Green. It doesn't matter if anyone's name is generic, my friend. What matters most is who got the victory. That would be Charlotte Flair. One of my biggest pet peeves of this entire thing is you've got Lana Rusev Lashley still in the circle of things. Lana's like, I don't want my heart. Someone please take the microphone out of her hand. She's a manager. You know, she's a former manager, so you have to be a hype person. Did it irritate the crowd and get nuclear heat? Sure. The kind of heat that you don't want as a worker because if she got in the ring during the middle of a match, nothing happened. She didn't slap Cedric Alexander. Nothing. She just... I had appreciated there's less bruises, so... Uh, you know, she catches herself saying, Greco-Roman wrestling match. You know, when you throw that in there <laughs> and you talk down to someone, it's kind of funny. Do you know what that means, she says to Cedric? Some of you messaged me before the show and said, didn't you think that was a bit racist in the tone that she said it in? Honestly, folks, if we're going to overreact about everything that people say on live television, then I believe, you know, the exit stage left saying has to be said. I mean, even though she's boring me to fucking tears with this bullshit of getting on the microphone when you can't, she can't even fucking work. She worked maybe 
two or three matches when they finally pulled the fucking plug on her character and said, nope, not meant to wrestle. If it were back in the age where it was broad panties, sure, she could, you know, she could work. She's dropped her accent just a slight bit. And here's the even funnier thing about this whole, you know, night. I know I titled the show The Rollins Show because if you begin a show, you have maybe one interview, actually, mate, yeah, one interview, one backstage interview with Charlie Caruso. And then you come out and you're the main event. Does that mean they have credentials? Sure. Are they the biggest draw on the roster? Man, that does have something to do with it. If you're putting asses in seats, that tends to be what a certain someone cares for. Just, you know, just throwing that out there. Oh, and um, let me see here. I only have 47 minutes. Well, why not start the party early, folks? This Christmas, I gave you my rant. And the very next day, you downloaded away. This year, the very frontier, you listened to something special. Alright. For those of you who have kids under the age of 14, the following content is not appropriate for theirs and has several expletives that will be used throughout the duration of the show. Therefore, your kids, if they repeat what I say, well, they're your dumbasses, not mine. <clears throat> Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted show. It was christened in March, of March 7, 2016. Any uses without of the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored are used as the title of the show. You will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if you do not ask permission. You will be fined $45 for every time off the rails uncensored is utilized. So, I do not own the rights to live in color re-recorded and also live in color cult of personality. I do not own the rights to the music and CM Punk's theme from 2000. 12 to 2013. Anyways, folks, buckle up, fuckers. Get ready to enter my mind because it's going to be one hell of a roller coaster ride. I will go through peaks. I will go through valleys. Up and down. You get the gist. Hit my fucking music. Let's end the year. Right. Shall we? Dig it. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Flipping back and forth between Monday Night Football and ESPN. 
even my football team at once upon a time when it first started out, you know, the whole Monday night rating scales, the Raiders-Chargers game got more viewers than Monday or than WWE Raw. Now, it was improved tonight, but I'm going to tell you what I liked and what I did not like. Okay, Tony Nese and Ricochet was a fairly even match. I mean, they're, they're giving him cruiserweights for flying fuck's sakes to compensate for the fact that, you know, he doesn't make up for certain things, lack of height, whatever, but he does have talent. And I don't mind the fact that they put Cedric Alexander versus Lashley, but come on. If it took Lashley that long to pick up a victory over a dude who was formerly actually kind of in between 205 Live and main roster. McIntyre versus Ryder. Not to say that it wasn't, you know, an even matched, even matched matchup, but um, dear Lord. Again, this is the second week or third week in a row that upscale nobodies or you know, extras get matches, and that's fine. I've, I've Kind of been through the dance, not as a wrestler, but you know, as a, not going to go into detail what my occupation was for the night. But I'm just telling you, the matches versus the extras, is it something that is in the water? Is that why some of the main roster does not have opponents? I mean, what the hell happened to the Usos? No, John Cena's, you know, in Hollywood, so he kind of has a hard time. being able to be free to be booked, but I think the fans, some fans, are thanking their lucky stars that he's not involved in the wrestling ring anymore. Although, some of you were saying, I really like this WrestleMania entrance. Boy, it'd be dope if he came back as a heel. Everyone's favorite, man. The anti-authority is not a heel group, man. It's just like, the anti, I like, I hate good guys now is a thing. So, anyways, I didn't like the fact that Rusev had to face, you know, No Way Jose, and then after he kicks, had kicked him in the face, you know, just squashed him basically, essentially, he said, I feel great, I'm in a great mood. So he starts conga lining with No Way Jose. And I'm thinking... So if I kick someone in the face and I'm the receive I'm on the receiving end and I guess it's a sign of sportsmanship, maybe I have poor sportsmanship. I don't know. I didn't like that though. Um I did however like, you know, the United States championship match between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. That actually told me a story. It actually built the proper feud set up, you know, for later on down the road, but I I don't I don't want to count my eggs before it hatched. Okay? And here's why. If TLC was any indication this year that a pay per view that runs, you know, as tables, ladders and chairs with the women main eventing and it was not terrible, it could have been a lot more structured. As far as, you know, every match is supposed to be a tables, ladders, and chairs. I'm going 
back and forth trying to figure out which subject will make me feel better discussing. That's why I'm floating back and forth between subjects, my dear friends. Monday, okay, WWE Raw has already announced two names, Hall of Fame. Well, group and a solo. So NWO and Dave Batista. I like when Raw announces shit like that. It just makes my day. And I know it was last week, so I'm just telling you. So many things on the show tonight that I can like and dislike. Um, I'm not a huge Tony News fan, but I guarantee you. Ricochet will definitely have the ability to put anyone over. It doesn't matter what weight they are. What I like that. Okay. There's hardly any women's division match tonight. Although, you know, Chelsea Green versus Charlotte Flair. I guess we can give credit where credit is due. Chelsea Green did, you know, proceed to get inside Charlotte's head just a smidgen. And then, and only then. We lower the boom. Seth Rollins gets interviewed probably two or three times by Charlie Caruso tonight. Uh, Seth Rollins has a main event match versus Rey Mysterio. It was good caliber. Like I said, it was a great way to segue into next week. Why, you may ask some of you, because... If they don't build the feud, I will turn to the worst thing possible, Monday Night Football. As a wrestling fan, you're supposed to be saying, man, I just want to see this kick-ass show, blah, 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 blah. And <clears throat> it's hella difficult to stay awake for a three-hour broadcast and see certain things. Like, our truth and the cure is out, like a it wasn't that it was terrible. It just needs work, man. It needs absolute and it needs a cosmetic makeover because how is it SmackDown Live is a two hour show and they put on a damn decent show? How is it NXT the black and gold brand can put on a decent show, and they have two-hour time slots. Maybe just to suggest to the powers of B, try a little harder. I know certain things are out of your control, but dear Lord, okay, so we basically essentially have Seth Rollins dominating the singles division you know, and getting a lot of merchandise, doing it without Seth Rollins and without Ambrose, <laughs> doing it without Seth Rollins, doing it without Roman Reigns, and without, my God, I cannot fucking talk tonight, without Roman Reigns. So, in other words, he has another trio, which is probably going to cause a lot of six-man tag matches, damn it. I was so close. 
not to mentioning six-man tags and repetitive, redundant stories. AJ Styles, whether you, you know, like him or not, he's linked to the club, and then... Oh, goodness. Okay, so... They're not faction-heavy on Raw. What they are is... Guys, it's more theatrical production over on Mondays. And I love when people tell me, you have to understand... They are entertaining kids. They do not know, you know, that people hate them. They just live in their own bubble. I think Taz was right. Professional wrestlers, some of them, live in their own fucking bubble, and they don't care what you think of them. They're just there to make the paycheck. I think if you were just there to make the paycheck, let me give you a direct message from the sand. Just do what you do. You got to earn a paycheck, you know, whatever. But understand without the fans, any one of us, former workers, workers, referees, commentators, they would not, we would not be able to coexist. wouldn't be able to work together, so just understand, folks. WWE Raw needs to, and the pyro was fun. I mean, it looked a lot of fun in New York. There's a sellout crowd tonight on WWE Raw. Sorry for my fucking yawning, folks. I am a bit tired, you know, worked it. Grand total of, we'll see, eight hours all day. So I'm not telling you what well, which profession I, you know, work in because that's not very professional. We play on words. Anyways, I wish that the, you know SmackDown Live would have invaded WWE Raw. That would have been sweet because you know NXT's invaded. WCW, not so much, but, you know, everyone forgets about Raw being invaded by ECW. Some may remember. Some may not. But what I gather about watching WWE Raw, you know what I gather? Some of it was a fucking bore fest because, honestly... If someone knocks on Aleister Black's door, can it be Roman Reigns? Can it be someone? Can it be, she? I don't know, Braun Strowman? Instead, we, you know, and also, Jerry the King Waller during broadcast was trying to get in his little pervy puns. Actually, not puns, but pervy sayings like, hey, when you see her next, you know, so-and-so was under the mistletoe and said, I wouldn't kiss you if blah, 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 blah. He kept going back to his line, and I love Jerry to pieces, man, but that was funny, but also yet it had no place in the fucking broadcast, and Samoa Joe was trying to keep King focused. It just didn't work. Um, <clears throat> so Charlotte sent a message to Chelsea Green. I've said that several times now. And... 
Let's see here. Ricochet, McIntyre, Flair. These are all the same people that are on the posters. <gasps> Gas, exposing the business. <laughs> Let's be real, okay? If it weren't for the fact that WWE wants to reserve their superstars for the new year, I can see why Charlotte Flair had a singles match that was semi-competitive, you know, not terrible. But then, um, the men's. McIntyre versus Ryder. So have we run out of employees around the WWE that could oblige? No? No takers? Very people. Come on. I still have a half hour to fucking ruin this shit. So what I'm going to tell you is, from what I saw tonight on WWE Raw, it was hard to focus again. There was barely any miking, but um, thank you, thank you, someone finally fucking listening. And we do not need a 20-minute promo to begin thing. Let's just have replays from last week, because God forbid, I didn't tune into Raw. We'll see it on the Tron. And for those of you who can stream it on your phone or your iPad, more power to you more money to help support professional wrestling is all I have to say on that. I've touched on this a million times, but I think some of you don't get why I touch on these issues. It's important, and I just like sound like I'm fucking teaching, but I'm not. It's important when, you know, you get in the ring, do something, slap, kick, Uppercut. You know, give some, put the boots to him. Suplex. Doesn't matter, but Jesus Christ. The 24-7 championship is getting ridiculous, but I'll get to that later. Lana comes in the ring and basically starts blabbing during a fucking match. Are you fucking serious? That'll get the turn the channel. Can't coin if you were with more than one person who used to watch this shit growing up. Not only was, you know, Lana getting in the ring, you know, she was in high heels. I don't care what she's her wardrobe is, but mother trucker. Actually, let me refer this is the looking non-PG show. Motherfucker. You're going to put Dolly Parton and a few deep fried Barbie dolls into this random discussion, really? I'm sorry, folks. I was reading stuff off my Instagram. It's Russell underscore radio. This dude is, yeah, I think he's twacked out of his mind. Lana could be Carmella. I don't think so, and I don't see it. I'm just going to tell you right now, my friend, though, if you have any questions that you would like to ask me or, you know, Lady Wren, please, 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 you know, bring it up. Where did you get Dolly Parton, though? I'm just kind of interested now. 
because of some of her books and because yeah, Liv Morgan and Dolly Parton are two different people. Very odd, Jason. What's your name? Kevin? How entertaining. Anyways. So instead of, you know, saying what's wrong, say what I liked, Samoa Joe took off his jacket and basically wanted to confront the, uh, well, the sheeps of Bane. Really follow orders from Paul Ellering and then someone else, and then now if Chris Jericho what was your question? If Chris Jericho were to come back to WWE, where would his standings be with the company? Honestly, it wouldn't be good because he's coming back into the fray, and yeah, I would, I'd sign him. Oh, yeah. I'm not stupid. If I had Chris Jericho on the free agency market in professional wrestling, I'd make sure it was Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW's way. I mean, dude, if you're going to ask my opinion from a worker's perspective, then you better get ready to fucking handle this shit. I believe Chris Jericho looks out of shape, but he can still fucking work. I think... DC needed why am I talking comics to board let me just start over because I lost my train of thought and I am kind of tired but okay that's beside the point that's beside the point Raw starts off with a bang. It's in New York, Kate. They sold tickets. Okay, there's the first thing. And Kevin Owens comes out. They show you what happened the prior week beforehand, right? Then he gets a mic and doesn't mic as much. Then Mojo Raleigh's ass comes out, grabs a mic. And we're doing microphones again. Also... It would be nice if you guys dropped the whole Lana Rusev Lashley thing. Because, one, Lana cannot mind. Rusev, no. He just looks like um, a total brute that's going to beat your ass. And then WWE turns him into a softie. I can't wait till they get divorced, he says. Because then Lana's not my problem. It's you know, she's Lashley's problem. As cheesy and, you know, not pretentious and very cookie cutter as this is. I am so fucking happy to see Samoa Joe get up out of his seat and say, let me tell you right here right now. I think that's the third announcer that might leave the commentating table and join the fray again. 
we have one interesting fucking show now that Samoa Joe got off his ass. I've always wondered what what happened. Keeps saying those men don't understand. It's like if I get up, it's your it's both your asses. And then he turns his back. Seth Rollins tells him tells them to get get with the program, beat his ass. I think it's finally a good you know good thing because now authors of pain and Seth Rollins have created enemies. You've got Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens. I cannot fucking wait to see that six-man tag. Although I'm going to tell you right now, you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice. Six-man tag. Let's get on that subject. So, there's been like umpteen amount of weeks in a row where you see a six-man tag. And it's usually the OC versus whomever's a high flyer. And that's not the issue. It's the same style match. Where's the fucking tag team matches? Have the Viking Raiders defended their championships against a worthy team? I mean, once upon a time, Street Profits beat the Wyatt family. So, six-man tags, it feels like, include the same people. It just rotated out. Instead of, this is a test, you know, big group. This is... <laughs> I'm trying to stay afloat with random conversation because WWE Raw kind of took it out of me, if you will. And this is two days before Christmas, folks. A six-man tag. <clears throat> Viking Raiders have yet to defend their championships against someone outside of the Street Profits, outside of the OC. I wonder if at WrestleMania 36 we're going to see them defend their tag team championships, or I don't know, against the likes of the Hardys or anybody. Anybody. They should just combine the tag team championships and make it the undisputed tag team championship. He or she would get the privilege of walking in the back and saying, this is totally random Instagram saying, he or she would get the privilege to listen to your show walking to the back right now. I'm at work, but I would like to ask you what you think the reason is for you saying that they take Way too much time to put investments in six-man tag matches. Again, dude, it's three hours to fill. So, of course, you know, instead of creating a normal singles match that could easily be like 21 minutes, 20, you know, whatever the fucking time limit is. That's all I can tell you. Anyway, so... I sat there watching tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. And you know, the one thing that caught my attention in a good way was Samoa Joe. Getting out of he, he just fucking was so coy, so relaxed. And just was there, hey, I'm going to fucking chill. You guys can kiss my ass. I loved every second of it. Because unlike Dio, he's actually quite entertaining and sure you know the stuff sounds 
not rehearsed, but like I'm loving the fact that Samoa Joe is able and he's willing to kick somebody's ass. Even though even though it still feels like the Seth Rollins show, it's not You know, as domineering as certain other things, yeah, I'm gonna delight. It it does be like blah blah blah, blah the Seth Rollins show. Because is there any other heel that you can think of on the roster that's going to pull as much as Seth? I mean, I'm sure there is. I'm sure people would say, "Well, you have this guy. If he turns you, I'm not talking about turns, my friend. I am talking about a man who kind of resembles a skinnier version of Hollywood Hogan." Because he had that persona where everyone loved him at one point. Now everyone turned their backs on him. It's your not stereotypical heel, but that's kind of like the premise for all of us. Believe me, I've not been on the same level. I'm never going to be on the same level as Seth Rollins. I can guarantee you the man is somewhat of a genius because, well, regardless of whether he's been a heel or babyface or he was in the shield, people still to this day talk about him a lot. They make sure to go out of their way to boo his ass. It's kind of special. I mean, our little Seth has grown up from NXT where the championship there meant something. And now, you know, it's just the Adam Cole show over in NXT, but at least it gets defended. And for all we know, God forbid, folks. There could be a new North American champion. Could be Finn Balor. You never know. Finn wants more of whatever championship he can get his fingers and hands on. I guarantee you. He might go to NXT UK like he did the previous one, you know? The reaction is what I meant, man. But I like the fact that you know, it was interesting. Samoa Joe didn't budge. It's like the perfect candidate, you know, to stand up to the the gods or the good fellows, if you will. Seth Rollins and AOP. Um, AOP really doesn't, to me, like I said, I've told you this before. They bore me to fucking tears. It's a good thing they're in a faction because they can, they can act like the bodyguards and protect Seth, you know, from all kinds of harm. They're probably going to put them in a match full of extras because they have nothing better to do. Some of them, actually majority of the entertaining talent, some of them it's on Raw, but majority of it for me is on SmackDown Live and NXT. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because you're in a war on Wednesdays with AEW. I said this on Sunday. Some people say dumb shit, and that includes both. Some know how to hide it, you know, better than others.
anyways, enough of my psycho ramble. I can sit here for practically 20 minutes talking about likes, dislikes. I would like to address something, you know. Um, Tony Schiavone is a very respected commentator, and I'm just going to touch base. Since I did give AEW a label on my tags, if you would pay attention, my friend, there's something you should understand. The reason why the NWO did not choose Eric Bischoff to be inducted with him into the Hall of Fame is simply for this reason. And I know I'm going off topic and rambling in circles. I believe I have a caller who's listening to my show, but I'm just going to chat a bit before I uh, decide to put you on, man. Here it is. If you watched the interview between Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and JBL when they were on the network, Eric Bischoff said the very key words that everyone and their mother's brother says, and it ends up being a curse, too. I'm going to drive Vince out of business. Are you fucking insane? That they really honestly do not, and there's some personal beef with Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Bischoff, because when those three were in TNA, it was hmm, I lost my collar, but it's okay. Sorry, man. What I'm going to tell you is uh, there's no room for him to be inducted with the NWO. Yes, he was a mouthpiece. Yes, he put shit together. And of course, you know, if you involve yourself and gimmick yourself up enough, start stealing the spotlight from the you know the true show, which are the wrestlers, and also doing some things to put way too many cooks in the kitchen, make some bad decisions, because Bischoff was known for reading results, you know, on Monday night, Nitro, and uh, that ultimately killed. The intrigue and the interest of WCW, but I, I watched it as a kid. The ninety, you know, I was in between ECW and and WWF, and I, uh, I must tell you, between Heyman and Bischoff, Heyman may not have known how to run the books. But he knew what a good show was and how to get shit out there, get the message out there as far as what he was trying to convey. Right? Um, as far as WCW goes, the best year they had, the best chances they had, Goldberg, 
Sting, Hogan, Nash Hall, Steiners, the list goes on. But to say that Bischoff deserved to be a part of the NWO induction, no, 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 no. Again, it's just one of those things that if I go into further fucking detail about why Bischoff should not and why Shivani kind of made a mistake actually he did make a mistake in saying I don't want their Hall of Fame induction offer even after I'm dead I still don't want to be inducted that's fucking dumb dude and another thing I'm going to continue on from the tirade that I had on Sunday if you continue to and continually to bash WWE and they haven't bashed you one iota, then you look foolish. You look stupid. You look pretentious. Oh, we're pure wrestling. No, you aren't. You hired guys that were not off the street, that were sons of celebrities, a billionaire who has no fucking clue about the professional wrestling business aside from watching old shit. You probably have a subscription to WWE Network, my friend. And if we're going to be honest, it's going to be totally open and honest, and what I'm going to tell you may or may not hurt your feelings. Probably not going to hurt your feelings. But when you constantly bash someone, do you, you know, do you feel like you're getting satisfaction out of that because people are buzzing about you? Let me answer that question for you. <clears throat> Get the fuck over it. And also, please get your own material. Instead of Brandy Rhodes stealing shit from Iladon or Papa Shango, whichever poor soul that you've stolen from, dear, please stop. Now back on topic, because I can do this all night. The Rollins show. It's not like he's John Cena. It's not like he's Hulk Hogan. But if you feel that he's not a direct influence as to why creative has done certain things the way they do, you are totally naive. And we share different opinions. I know that. But I just want to point one or two more things out. There's a good possibility that we may witness Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at WrestleMania 36. There's a good possibility that I lost interest after, you know, the disqualification, I mean, isn't he supposed to win the championship? He went after Rey Mysterio with a steel. They should have just had that as a no DQ. That's my only thing. I really am going to repeat myself in loop if I don't stop. But I like Paul Samoa Joe. He's like, you guys can get up. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up for anyone. I love that about Samoa Joe, man. The confrontation that he had kind of took away the whole Seth Rollins show feel. I've not been a fan of Seth's at all because I he just 
as a character, it just seems like he does great when there's structure involved and, you know, the authority. Um, let's see what else he's been involved with. Uh, the, the shield does great, you know, for that. He also does a great job of uh, you know, playing the angle of I'm just going to backstab this dude. You know, we're going to play it up this way. We're going to play it up that. He does a good job following instructions. I, I give him much credit, mad credit for that. Um, however, even if the crowd has been turning on him since Hell in a Cell, he does a good job. But <clears throat> doing what he does, it's just I feel, from a personal standpoint, the Seth Rollins show. It better not, you know, start trouncing anything and everything that's already been presented, and I mean this in the nicest and fiercest ways. Please do not overbook him. Please do not. Pretty sure. He would appreciate it. His body would appreciate it. <clears throat> if you don't overbook Seth Rollins, like the interviews, it's fine. Uh, backstage, you know, like two, three times to ask him what's going to happen, what are you going to do. This is not 1996. This is not 1997 or 98 or 99. So please, please take into consideration, folks. If you overbook Seth Rollins, fans will keep booing even worse. And I'm surprised the East Coast did not throw eggs at this man. Because some of us feel that there are other superstars on that roster that deserve a fair shake. Can I give specifics? Uh, Let's see here. I know people are going to laugh when I mention this, but Aleister Black, um, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins. See who else? No way Jose could be an intercontinental champion. I just don't. I'm saying, dude, I just do not see. I cannot take him seriously. He has a fucking conga line. That's awesome. It's different. It's unique. It's a brand of its own, but he's constantly jobbed. So, wouldn't want, you know, anything to do with that. So. Some of you are asking what the reasoning behind my time. Because it is. Do you see Eric Rowan in the main event on Raw? No. And I can tell you, I don't want him on the main event either. Um, They stopped the wild card, my friend, because everyone was just showing up. They're saying, oh, you want to shake things up? You want to do something different? Thank you, NXT, for stepping into that role. If not, dude, I'm just going to lose my fucking brain. Raw tonight is the lone highlight of that entire broadcast was Samoa fucking Joe. Thank you, dude. Thank you for livening up the stale Seth Rollins bullshit. Because, you know, he's got He's not got a chip on his shoulder, but I believe the phrase is 
If it ain't broke, then don't fix it. Well, this ride's been broken for a while and has needed some physical repair as far as intrigue, interest, ratings, a whole bunch of shit. Putting Seth Rollins to the front of the line on Raw and then putting Baron Corbin to the front of the line on SmackDown Live. Like, well, he's an effective big guy. Seth Rollins, as far as, you know, his career goes, he won championships. He has won championships. Um, He's done great things. You know, he's a part of the Shield. Uh, And, you know, he's he's just living... His life, man, supporting the industry, you know, and just doing what he's told, which is kind of what bothers certain people because I've met, you know, Seth Rollins. He kind of, he's not a terrible guy. It just seems like when I met him, Correlation, of course, but the response that I got was, man, this guy, okay, whatever. Seems like he's kind of a douche canoe, just a little bit, but I get it. I'm not in his position. I don't know what it feels like to sit at a table and sign autographs, but be a complete asshole at a press conference. But just being an asshole at a press conference was totally justifiable. What am I babbling on about? If you haven't noticed for the last 15 to 17 minutes, I've been discussing Seth Rollins. And I wish I could find, you know, a different person, but he did a good job of pulling the audience and booing him. This is the first time I've actually heard a definitive boo. Because most of the time it's really hard to sift through. Especially if you play things in the wind column. Like, okay, Seth Rollins is defeated scenes. He now, you know, is going after Rey Mysterio. Probably going to see him the United States champion, don't know. What I do know is that I have a minute left because I'm about to pass the fuck out, but I will tell you right here, right now. Seth Rollins compared to Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho. I'll tell you this right now. Chris Jericho can mic better than Seth. Depends on if you let Seth loose. Uh, He's done some good things on the mic and he once upon a time was the universal champion so we really can't forget Seth's accomplishments but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let him off the hook that easy yes he does have an ego but that comes with the territory of being a millionaire and doing what you love to do I'm referring to his character on Raw as just if it wasn't for AOP Seth might have joined the blue brand or gone back down to NXT, but this is just my personal take on it. I don't speak for him, but like I said, he is 
and will always be the way he is because his personality calls for him to um, present himself the way he does in front of fans, in front of whatever. That's just personal, okay? I would like to say before I go, actually, I'm going to continue on because it sounds like I'm just rambling in fucking circles. I would like to point out, folks, this is the same man that has stuck by Triple H's side, very first NXT champion, very first FCW. He's been, there's been a lot of firsts. He's a great athlete. He contributes to the show. He gives little kids, you know, to boo him, to cheer him. It's the main thing you want, right? You want a reaction. You put Seth Rollins in the front because he's your main fucking draw. And now you've got, here's the problem. He's in, he's stuck in a world that and now if three, the three baby faces considered Samoa Joe, uh, Ray Mysterio and Kevin Owens. So now folks, if that were to happen, I can see a six man tag in our futures. La 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 Rollins show. You haven't noticed the last five years Seth has progressed from NXT and moved on to bigger and better things. Is that a crime? No. But my only the only reason why I titled it like that is because I don't think we want to have too much. Too much booking of Seth Rollins is going to turn into, I, I can't stand him, blah, 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 blah. They always put him in the main event picture. They never put anyone else. That's going to be the fucking discussion. So please, before I go, folks, creative powers of B, I know I criticize you a lot. It's only because I care. But I ask you, please do not fuck shit up with this. Please keep it going in the right direction and so that I can sleep at night knowing you guys actually fucking listened. Although you took out the promos, you brought in the reinforcements of, I can bring the mic in the middle of the ring and let's go to commercials to solve this bullshit because, well, we're not the ones suffering. It's the fans. That's us be, let us be wishy-washy. You know, let us let some of us just enjoy the show instead of telling us what to do and how to think. That's all I'm gonna say. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. I promise you'll be a more on point the next time around, all right? Start the new year. Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe, you fuckers. All right. Two little bitches I got to sleep. I'm tired. Dig it. Oh, and if you don't like what good old Brian Reynolds has to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I went backwards, I swear. Enjoy your gifts. Enjoy everything. Merry Christmas, brother. See it. Because you're something else
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.